Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hi, Giselle. <laughs> How are you? It's so dark. <laughs> Everyone, of course, as we always do, Megan and I just had like a 20 minute vent slash. Oh, boy. You know, the world is. The world is on fire session. But thankfully, we are taking a break from all of that to scream about some things with you. And hopefully, you all are taking a break to scream about some things with us. Yeah, let yourself. The symbiotic relationship we have. <laughs> let yourself unplug and just unplug. enjoy scream. some silliness for silliness. About an hour, maybe. Who even knows? Even though some of these things we're talking about, it's... It's giving I mean, it is silly. They're all silly. It's dark and silly, but dark. Like, um, celebrities have been contributing to the chaos of the world in in very various ways. But I think we we should maybe start off with something chaotic, but fun. Okay. What is that? Which one? (laughs) <laughs> literally like unable to decide which one it is. Um, that is that we went to the Boy Genius concert at Madison Square Garden featuring Muna last week. Yeah, that was iconic. Wow. Yeah. The thing about... That was a very big highlight. The thing about a Monday night plan is that it gives you a reason to live on a Sunday. And yeah, absolutely. that was like so necessary and needed for me waking up on Monday morning to know that I was going to get to see my girls and see mm-hmm. the boys exactly and have a beer and a hot dog and Giselle got her chicken tenders at MSG I, we I, found them I feel like I did a very elite combo which was not only did I get a hot dog I got chicken tenders and fries and let me tell you I was fucking yeah, they were good I got popcorn and it was stale so never again goodbye to Madison Square Garden for that um, for the stale popcorn. For the stale popcorn. But what a time was had by all, I think. It was, I mean, it was, you can imagine the audience that was here. It was basically a Muna show, but like on steroids. I have never been to a Boy Genius show. Um, but the lore of all of them, but also like the lore of Phoebe Bridgers is... Powerful. It's so incredibly powerful. I couldn't even, like I knew... But unless you witness it firsthand, you can't actually fathom the power this small blonde woman holds. (laughs) Truly small and quiet and just reserved, but also then just surprises you at every turn. Awkward. So incredibly awkward. So incredibly awkward. I mean, yeah, we we get there, of course, like the the dress code is button downs and ties. The dress code is our skeletons. We're we're cosplaying the boys. We are we are absolutely cosplaying. Um and yeah, oh my god, wow. What a what a thing. I mean, I'm just still I mean, and I just looked at it because I want to be accurate with my questioning. Of course. Of course. Luna has 2 million monthly listeners on Spotify. You know right. this is a statistic that I'm kind of obsessed with Giselle. I love looking yes. at this and comparing and contrasting because it's interesting to me. Always. Sometimes streaming numbers don't match with with social media falling or right. what we perceive, right? Let's exactly. Yes, perception. And Boy Genius has three point nine million monthly listeners. Okay. And I'm like, yes, Boy Genius did put out the album of the year, the record, right? Which, as Giselle reminded me just before we got on, the rest of the record, which we did here. We did. Can I? Can I just say? Like the, I, know, I know exactly like, what you're going to say. And you played, they just say played it. all four songs and like didn't say a word. And like, it no. would have been nice to be like, this is a new song off of the rest of the record called This. So this, that I could yeah. have. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm here. I'm listening to this song. Right. And I they don't all kind of, not the, the same, yeah. but like they all kind of flowed yeah. into each other. So I'm like, what? None, was there's what? not a uh, not strong enough in that bunch, unfortunately. Definitely um, not. <laughs> but not a lot of songs can be not strong enough. So, which is the song of the year. Um, so Absolutely. we forgive. But yes, I would love to, I would really love, would have loved for them to have kind of announced the song, talked about it a little bit. Um, but right. alas, can't always and win. And they are incredibly 
three incredibly awkward human beings. Um, so also quickly on on uh, continuing on your I don't know if you were gonna get yeah here. I think I was gonna get there. You know where I was going. Okay, 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 amazing. <laughs> oh, you you want me to go? Oh yeah, I want you to well, get I'm there. I'm just kind of surprised <laughs> that like that Muna was the opener. Is that where well, I'm going? Okay, yes. Okay. Well, yes, we're, we're I'm on the same train okay. as you because I was I was gonna continue on your your streaming numbers okay. because I completely agree. Yes. Uh, but I just looked at Phoebe's streaming numbers and Phoebe is streaming 10.4 million listeners. A, a yes, month. yes, 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 and it's her power. It's just because like Phoebe and Muna both opened for Taylor Swift this year, and right. Boy Genius was with Phoebe on on a lot of those tour dates. Not the one that I went mm-hmm. to, of course. But that first weekend, boy, yeah, Lucy and Ju- Julian came out with, with Phoebe and performed some of the Boy Genius songs. So it's just interesting. It's just, I don't know. It, it's, I guess we have just been so on the Muna train for so many years. Like, yeah, early yeah. adopters, if you will. Absolutely. And Boy I mean, Genius, yeah. we weren't as, like, early on. Like, we've, we've come to love know and love boy genius this year with the release of the record like i didn't know right. boy genius existed before that to be perfectly honest right. with everyone so it's just fascinating to me i'm very happy for all of them it was such a it felt like such a triumphant victory lap night for both mm-hmm. bands yeah like we were getting emotional for muna because they it was just like huge for them and like so exciting and obviously right. it was emotional for boy genius as well i don't think you know MSG just feels, like, monumental for, like, anyone who, like, plays it. Mm-hmm. But continue, I mean, go with what you were going to say about, you know. No, I completely yeah. agree with what you're saying. I think, like, agreed. Like, I like Boy Genius a lot. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I, they're my songs that I love on the record. And then, like, I, like, the I, when I watch Muna, like, I and you and Vera, we know every single word to basically every single Muna song that exists. Like, it, they could play any song in their discography, and I guarantee you we've heard it many times and probably could sing all of it. Yeah. So, like, going to concerts when you know every single word of every song yeah. is obviously a little bit different than going to a concert or, like, watching a set where, like, you have your favorites and you know, like, a lot of songs, but you don't know all of them. So, like, immediately, like, some people are obviously the lore of that show was was Boy Genius. Mm-hmm. Which, like, is exciting. But for me, I'm like, wow, I, I want to see Muna yeah. again. Like, they are my mm-hmm. lore. I love Absolutely. them. As you as do you. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was funny because, like, you know, they're the opener. But, like, I, I'm, like, literally getting my whole fucking life yeah. during the opener. <laughs> like, I know every word. Like, some people around me knew, like, you know, us knew, like, some of the songs. But, like, we really knew, like, every word. Yeah. Me and Meg were, like, getting our fucking life. <laughs> so, like, then... But then also, like, Muna has upped their, like, their music's a little bit more upbeat in the last two mm-hmm. records or, like, the last few releases. And so then, like, you pivot to Boy Genius, which is, like, somber. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, you know, a few songs. They open with $20, which was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, Phoebe screaming. Phoebe came on stage for Silk, which I have never seen Phoebe sing Me Silk. Neither. So that was obviously, right, you yeah. never seen. So that was an experience. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's, we just love Muna, as you mm-hmm. said, we're early adopters. I think Gen Z is so powerful, as I've said, but also like obsessed with being sad, obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers, and obsessed with Boy Genius in a way that is like magnetic. Yep. Like they, I, I couldn't. It was wild to watch. Mm-hmm. Them knowing it, like, and, and it's so funny to watch people, like, be that obsessed and, like, with with sadness. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It's like, I, I get it's it. Like, like, I can't I wait to get too. my life at the Boy Genius concert and cry my eyes out and, like, yeah. be suicidal. Like, like literally. <laughs> not to be, you know, blunt, but it is. It's, it's so different, I feel like, from kind of our approach, maybe, to, and this is not everyone, obviously, but I guess, like, our approach to concerts is just, like, I mean... We should tell the people we're heading off to Austin this weekend to go to Austin City Limits and can't fucking wait. Like very excited. Going to see like a lot of artists that we love so much. And so mm-hmm. I'm not like being like, oh, my God, I can't wait to cry. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, like maybe yeah. I will cry. Like, who knows? But like, I'm just like looking forward to like hearing the music and like singing along and like dancing with my friends. So 
when yeah. and we're not trying to be haters even though we're like we are like the almost 30 year olds in the crowd like looking around being like it felt it, it. are we are we show, are I we safe it. here like are we welcome here are we intruding yeah. upon like a moment but like when those people above us were like screaming in the silence i, know, I, I like, like, that. Yeah. like screaming out like guttural screams and like woofing at phoebe and julian and lucy i was like right Hmm. What's going on? <laughs> like, what's happening? No, I'm like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. No, literally. I agree. Um, it's so funny too because they're they're closer to our age, but like, I do feel like the the Gen Z girlies have just like latched onto them mm-hmm. in a way that is so interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once again, it just reiterates the fact that we're fucking old. Yeah. Additionally, a pivot on the on the girlies. Julian Baker is the star to me. Absolutely. To me, Julian, she is the star. Center like her voice stage. Her voice is incredible. And the moment they all are, but it's different. And the moment that Julian had the mic and was doing little intros and was talking in her very small voice about yeah. how the boys and the band like brought her voice back was very beautiful and emotional and to think that like julian was saying like i couldn't hit the notes you know when we first Mm -hmm. started rehearsing for this project and then i like you know throughout like the experience of working with these people that i love like i found my voice again like it's just like a really beautiful thing and it's so so nice to um to like really feel I, i i feel this it's the same way like parasocial but it's the same way you want like actors that work on a project together to like get along and like have enjoyed like something that or something that you really are passionate about like a show or a movie or whatever you really want them to have loved it and like whatever it's just so nice when you are watching artists especially in a band or whatever like collaborators who you can just tell really like each other and like really get along and it's and it's obviously the music is very deep so the experiences are very deep and Mm -hmm. lucy called julian our brother in Christ, Julian Baker, and I'll never get over it. Like, yes, every time I, I reference Julian it. Baker now, it's our brother in Christ, Julian Baker. <laughs> Absolutely our brother in Christ. Yeah, no, I, I really, I'm, I'm just, I do love them in that way. I totally agree. It's like, also, I feel like they're friends in the way, with their friends, like with them, the way that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. like, you, where it's like, you're just, like, endlessly their hype person, yeah. which I feel is, like, so beautiful to watch, as you said. Um, and... What was I going to say? Oh, I literally forgot what I was going to say. It's going to come It's back. the same with Muna, oh, what I was going to say is, like, no, it's the same as Muna. I was also going to say what I really love, too, is, like, we've been talking a lot about how, like, Phoebe is, like, obviously the most famous person on the mm-hmm. stage. Um, but, like, it doesn't, like, she doesn't make it feel that totally. way. Totally. Like, and I, I love that. Like, Phoebe's not the strong, like, I think Phoebe has her own lore like you know mm-hmm. i'm like i love phoebe the person i'm not really a phoebe the music yeah. girl but um i know that so many people love her connect with her lyrics whatever but like i love in their dynamic that like she has like she like no tea no shade like you know i'm a beyonce stand t- day till day always but like it's not a destiny's child situation right. where it's like beyonce is the leader <laughs> and therefore like she is the most famous yeah. it's like phoebe obviously is the most famous but like Julian, Lucy, and Phoebe all fit in together. Like, you can't have Boy Genius without any of them. And it feels very, like, each of them are equal. And I, like, love that. Yeah. No, totally. Um, it's it's just, yeah. It's definitely. Phoebe, it was interesting, like, because I saw her open for Taylor at Eras. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two nights. And, um, and obviously. Does she sing motion sickness at every set? Mm-hmm. I just know it's every motion. That's the song yeah. I know. Um, and she was great. Like at certain points, like, um, the end, like this, or what it's, what's it called? This is the end or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's how she closes that. And it's like, everyone screams like on the screaming part. And it was just like, obviously we're at MetLife stadium. Right. And it's like six yeah. times the capacity of, of MSG or whatever it is. So you don't expect her to like take up that space and she didn't right um her stage presence just was so much more profound at msg and and, like that makes sense for a ton of reasons obviously smaller she's on stage with like 
feeling supported by other people but it's like you're so right she's not like Beyonce where Beyonce fills the space she's in like Mm -hmm. Phoebe very much is like you know she kind of at at, at MetLife certainly like you know wasn't necessarily filling the space and also you're an opener like you're not getting full attention always I was shocked though by how much I was impressed but I was really impressed by her at this Boy Genius show like it just felt like she was so much more comfortable so much more in her element totally and that's um that's just like always great to see um and yeah, I mean, my one of my favorite moments at Eras was when Phoebe came out with Taylor to do nothing new. Like I cried both, I yeah. cried both nights. So, <laughs> I mean, me so speaking about Phoebe, not crying at concerts, but I did cry. I was not. It was it was one of those things that like it took me very much by surprise. I was like, they started yeah. strumming the chords, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm crying actually. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love but, that. No, I mean Phoebe Bridgers, you will always be famous. Yeah. Honestly, also like of course she's like you know a huge reason. Obviously, we've no we've loved Muna since before Phoebe's label, but like Phoebe obviously is a huge reason. Absolutely, Muna is where Muna is today. Um, so we love the boys supporting very, the girls, supporting the boys supporting we, the girls. Right, literally, <laughs> we are very excited about the rest. The Boy Genius Show was very fun, and yeah, we can't wait for our, our ACL. It's review, really that's the next Boy show. Genius, and I mean, it didn't really kick it off for you. Ryan Beatty kicked it off for you, but I I couldn't go. Um, yes, but it really is a good kickoff to our fall of concerts. We have a ton coming up. I'm so like thank I, God. you know how um, like thank God, thank God. I mean, I'm so fucking excited about Renee Rap. I can't even yeah. contain myself. I'm gonna. I you know I I I I really love, you like the album yeah. too. I really love. I the need album to revisit the album in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I also think she's just like knows how to work a crowd, so like that'll oh, be fun. Talk about stage like, presence, like that girl. Like Ryan Beatty was. She's a Broadway star, you know. She knows how. To, yeah. yeah. Like Ryan Beatty, obviously, like you, we've told you about it, but like he very much like didn't speak to us. Like he <laughs> sat in his little chair with his headphones on and like sang the songs and like said bye, uh, and. It is really fun to watch people that have stage presence. So very excited about her. Excited about the Japanese house. Oh my god, that's yeah. We tried. We we in we looked at tickets to Jingle Ball, but like that, it's just like insane. Yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. And like Olivia, did Olivia? We will not be seeing you. Olivia, did you see she had that like Amex customers yeah. show? Speaking of stage presence, speak about it. I think s- someone needs to work on theirs. <laughs> As in Olivia Rodrigo. A little bit. Olivia Rodrigo is, she, we, once again, we are not haters. (laughs) We are not. The thing though is, is that I am a hater to my core, actually. (laughs) No, you just have taste. True, true, true. true. Like, this is like, we existed and we exist in a realm of people who have stage presence. Regardless of their vocal ability, regardless of how the stages that they're performing at. Oh my I'm god! Sorry, if you have stage presence, you have stage presence, and that's and that. not everyone is giving what the girls are giving. I'm sorry, a lot of these girlies, these younger girlies, I'm calling them out. You know who you are, are getting away with standing on a stage and being boring. That's what Olivia Rodrigo is doing. Like I need to see. I'm not asking for choreo. I'm asking for like what? let's work a crowd. Let's not be like just walking around in this circles is, back and forth across the stage like it's it's the ariana grande problem i'm sorry i love ari but I, I was at that show and it was and that's what i heard about that show not just from you from like multiple other people and that's and sad it's like because that's what i'm saying it doesn't matter about vocal ability ariana grande can blow that show she her vocals were amazing yeah. but it was boring because she's tiny and she tried to fill up a giant stadium by being boring. i know so like this is what i'm saying like it's so hard. I We cannot compare all the girlies to the budgets that Taylor and Beyonce no. have. I get it. I completely get it. But this is what I'm saying about Renee Rapp. I keep seeing Renee Rapp videos because that my sister has stage yeah. presence. <laughs> she's, delivering, she's delivering a show to right. you. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, sis is insane, but, like, she's delivering. She's lying her ass off delivering you a show. <laughs> right. And, like, giving you so, dancing, like, giving you jokes, giving you corniness. Like, SZA's That's not really singing sometimes, no. but she's delivering a show. <laughs> Doja Cat is insane, but she's delivering a Absolutely show. So, visuals. like, girls, girls. Yeah, I need to see girls. the budget with Miss Olivia Rodrigo's show, especially because apparently she's charging an arm and a leg for tickets and, like, no one can afford right. them. So Adele stands in one spot, but she gives you a show. Absolutely. So, come on, girls. 
Step up. Absolutely. It's it's not Step that up. hard. And I'm I mean, sorry. two things that I texted Giselle right immediately after we finished, maybe not immediately, a few hours after we finished recording the podcast two weeks ago, um, was one, forgot to say that guts has fallen off for me. Yeah. Making the bed, number one, though. Yeah, making the bed. The songs, I I have two songs on my playlist this month. I love making the bed. I, that one did grow on me. Mm-hmm. I do like All American Bitch. Same. I do like that song. And I do like Love is Embarrassing. Yes, which apparently she added at the 11th hour. Like, it was written and produced and put on the album a few days before. So thank God, because it's one of my I'd like everyone to know that my opinion still stands. Lacey is not It's a, a flop. Song. It's an absolute flop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't listened Every to it. Every time I listen to it, it's just not it for me. And Jasmine, our lovely spin instructor, has been playing a lot of Sour recently. Yes. And every the time it comes album. on, Megan and I are like, mm. The Superior album. I'm sorry. Like, And this is, so, as Meg said, like, Sour, or sorry, Guts fell off. Like, agreed. And... I think that Olivia, like, I have not, I'm not giving up on her. Like, no. I genuinely think that, like, in the next album or the album after that with a little more seasoning, like, she's going to deliver a, an album that will surpass Sour for me because I do believe that Olivia and the music she creates, like, speak to people in a, a moment in their lives. It's like, right now, everyone's in the era of, like, being, like, an adult teenage girl, yeah. right? So, like, everyone's, like, in their, their guts right. era. When Sour came out, like, I was in my, like, I'm sad and, like, I, I, the world's falling apart. Like, I want to sing about being sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, hit me in the right way. So, like, I, I actually look forward to Olivia Rodrigo getting out of, maybe not getting out, but, like, changing and, and maturing her sound a little bit. Like, I think she is actually going to continue to create greatness. I just don't think this era is maybe for me, which is fine. Right. Because I'm not, I don't think the production is necessarily, like, world globe altering you know what i mean right like it's a well-produced album and the music is good but it's just kind of fine it's it's like what you we shouldn't obviously like be putting her in a box but it is like what her box is it's in her box right like yeah she's existing in a box now and sour and guts are in there with her and like hopefully album three is like outside of the box right and i i totally agree and i think too like we were going to bring up Paramore, which, yeah. you know, obviously Olivia, whether she wants to say it or not, pulls a lot of uh, inspiration from people like Paramore oh, yeah. and Avril and like, absolutely, you know, Alanis and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And even though she tries to not say that, but she mm-hmm. does uh, anymore. She just tries to not say that. <laughs> but like, um, I also think like, once again, as we've said, like, I'm old. I know I'm old. But like when I have people like Kayla Williams, like Paramore, who are like, people I loved before who are continuously like putting out music that like not only builds upon their old stuff but like continues to elevate and innovate and like also as I've said to you Haley Williams mother like there is also no better stage performer I'm sorry like my sister my mother is giving every ounce of her fucking being and vocals so like I, the vocals voc- are and vocally yeah. so like I I'm like if you're gonna do nostalgia like do it better than the people you're nostalging mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Makes much sense. So once again, I agree. Olivia, we are not we are not hating on you. We're just waiting. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm just and also like, why are there like four or five songs from this album that I still haven't heard? Right, are, like, when is she putting on those on? The, there's like one on each. Some of them sounded good, Loki. I was like, okay. Yes. There's one of them on each of the like different vinyls, yeah. which like okay, like is a Taylor Swift mood. Explain, you know, like. Let's not pretend that you didn't learn from your mother, Taylor Swift. Like, let's right. be real. One day we but will. One day like, we will know. The thing about Taylor is that like, the discography is so expansive, and obviously she's been like feeding the Swifties over the last couple of years. But the thing about Taylor is that like, you know, she released that "You're Losing Me" track as like a bonus track on this like random CD the weekend of like the MetLife shows of eras. And it's only on, like, Google Drive, right? Like, people have it. I have it on Google Drive. But, like, she hasn't put it on streaming yet. And it's kind of, like, no one's really, like, every once in a while, everyone's, like, why isn't this on streaming yet? But, like, no one's, like, dying for it. And I just feel, like, why are we still, like, Guts has been out for, like, a month. Why are we still waiting on these bonus tracks? Like, 
people who are going to buy we're going to buy all four versions of the vinyl to listen to the bonus tracks or for all four versions of the CD or whatever it is have already done that they've, they've done, done it. it so like let the rest of us listen to them now <laughs> right you know what I mean like please y- there's not enough of a discography like we need to hear these songs because you're going to tour them you know? know you need songs to sing I on know. tour because the album is Jeez. 35 minutes long so <laughs> right literally She's about to perform Sour and Sour guts. and Guts front to back. Like, literally. Right. Her Eros tour. Her like, tour. literally. Everyone doing an Eros tour these days. Um, yeah. So, I guess that's the music section. Yeah. Also, we are excited about Troy. Troy Sivan is everywhere. Uh, Did and you I see his it. new music videos coming, or the new song, and Ross Lynch of Allie and AJ? Or Adam? Yeah. Allie and AJ? Right? No. No. Not Ross Allie Lynch and AJ. Well, Austin did. and Allie. Jesus Christ. And, like, R5 or whatever the... What's the what's yeah. the new band called? The driver. The driver story. era. Yes. <laughs> Lo- Ross Lynch is low key on my shit list. I know because what happened with Jasmine? What what did you do? What did you do, Ross Lynch? Because then he was he he broke. They broke up. However, it happened. I don't know. But then he started like fucking around with that like eighteen year old. Yeah, no. It's, and I was like, it's hmm. dark. It's really dark. Like hmm. they were an OTP. Like that's really sad. No, it was very dark to me. She was, like, so me. close with his family, too. It's like, <sighs> why? Like, be, why? be cool. Why? I mean, I will be watching, but why? Uh, yeah. So that's the the, the music portion of this uh, here podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to the relationship portion of this podcast. Which is, like, this most week. of the rest of it. I know. I mean, the the big headline that came out today, which has taken over oh all the headlines, seemingly to me, I'm like enough, mm-hmm. is that Jada Pickett Smith has announced to the world that her and Will have been separated basically for the last six years. To which, like, should I be gasping? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not gasping because, like, as I've said on this podcast, Meg. For the last three years, every time these people get brought up, first of all, Will and Jada have been in an open relationship openly. The people have known for however long, years, like 20 years. So anytime that they're like, oh, we're separated or whatever, I'm like, okay, great. Like no one is, no one is shocked that y'all's marriage isn't like giving poster child. Like we know. And then like all these fucking headlines from just from this one thing. So she has the cover of People, and it's Jada, Jada Pickett-Smith ready to tell my side of the story. Then it's like Jada Pickett-Smith says she thought Oscar's slap was a skit. Yeah. Then she tells us that Chris Rock asked her out on a date amid rumors that she and Will were divorcing. Yeah. And then it says that they've been separated since 2016. They were exhausted of trying. I read some of the article, and it says that, like, apparently they made this pact that they would never, like, they would never get divorced or they'd always work it out. So, like, they, that's why they haven't gotten divorced is because, like, they can't go back on this pact they made. I'm like, what? It's so, so silly. Everything I've ever learned about Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's marriage has been against my will. Like, <laughs> it's I, always it's, against our will. It's being shoved down my throat. Like, Jada, like, who was asking? Not a soul. Not us. Take soul. it to the table, as we said. That's what the thing. Does the red table talk not exist anymore? Like, are we not Where's trying the to table? get the, the viewers to Facebook, whatever it was called? Like, right. What's what? <laughs> what is happening here? Where's the know, table? And the Chris Rock thing. It's like, it's like, why is she? I don't understand. It's like, okay, you're separated from Will, but also like, she just did a birthday, big birthday post for him like a couple weeks ago, and it was his birthday, and like, can Meg? I want to speak about okay. this. And like. Why are we, like, saying that she thought the slap was a skit and and also, like, bringing up Chris Rock in this other context? Like, it just kind of feels like she's throwing him up, Will under the bus of it. Yeah. I, I have... I need I need to bring some people to the yeah, table. Yeah, let's today. do it. I, I'm... Today, on Megan Giselle's table, <laughs> I'm bringing celebrity social media managers to oh, the table. Oh, man. And, and you know why I'm bringing them here? <laughs> Update your social media calendars if you know that your client is getting a divorce. Yeah. The the post that you have slotted in that you already have scheduled of the birthday post months to uh, before 
Delete it. It was literally. It, 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 do, it doesn't need to go it up. September twenty fifth. And also, this with what, another couple we're gonna talk about, Jody and Joshua. They have. They also had a, like a. She posted about him like a week, two weeks ago. Same. I'm sorry, not to bring up they who shall not be named, but Sophie and Joe with Sophie's fucking post about the the um concert, yeah. the tour. Like social media managers, freelance social media managers of celebrities. Literally update your calendars, babe. You need to you need to unschedule the post. Because it is just it's it's not good form. Because now all of us are like, this doesn't make any sense. The timelines are off. But it's because they're not communicating with their teams. Right, but like, you know are they getting a divorce now? Is that what we're hearing from Jada today? It's like No, we are they're not. They're not and like we're actually done now. It's like, no, like she Oh my god, she's she 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 stays making Will Smith look like a fool. I'm sorry. Quite literally, I was just about to say like he constantly is just out here like was made to come on the red table to talk about August Osina. That's the name. Yeah, that. Yeah, literally. Oh, just all it takes me back to the early days of this podcast. That was one of the first things we talked about. I feel like was when that first oh my, came I mean, out. And again, were we surprised? Absolutely fucking not. Jada, a constant. I mean, wow. Just always causing chaos and like. Clinging to relevancy, honestly, as a you bit. said. Like, what? What are we doing? Celebrities have also been deranged because they, like, haven't been working. So, like, not that Jada was working previously. I don't really know what the, what the fuck Jada was doing, but. No, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I I have no idea. They they need to, the str- girl, the strike. But girl, the strike needs to, to end. Like, the AMPMT or whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> you need to give the actors what they want. No AI because they're all going insane. Yeah, they're all. I mean, it's just incredibly dark. And they all have bed bugs now because of Paris Fashion Week. The all I know, all the fashion girlies, like literally, like don't bring it back from Fashion Week, please. <laughs> I beg, I beg, I beg. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what else to say about Jada and Will. They're just chaos. No, it's just embarrassing. It's just like Jada wanted, like Jada wanted a cover of something, and so. But also, she was I guess like, Hoda interviewed her. Hoda also. Hoda always at the scene that. of the crime. Hoda always at the scene of the crime. Hoda silly. She's like Hoda crying on on, e, on NBC News exclusive to Hoda. It's like what? people are bored. What did Will people do? What did Will do to trigger this? Or like what you know, like what conversation did they have that like? I know. I, I'm i like, do they live in the same house? Definitely not. Thought, Definitely not. They, I think they, I think they have like a family they house. They have like a compound. But like, yeah, yeah. I think they have like a family house, but like, I think they like obviously. Also, like all the kids themselves. are like old enough to live on old. their own. So it's like, do they need to? Probably not. But it's like, y'all have been separated for six years, but then you like go to award shows together. It's just like what? It's just so silly. Just say your friends, right? Like co-parents. It's right to your grown children. Like enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's one of the pe- the couples. Another one that I kind of vaguely brought up was that Jody, Jody Turner Smith, and Joshua Jackson are getting divorced. She, I believe she filed, right? Yeah, but also that their date of separation, like on the filing, was like weeks ago. And apparently the night before that date of separation, they were like at, a, at an event together. Right. She posts, like, I don't think she's deleted it yet. Oh, she has. Okay. Stating she's deleted irreconcilable differences after more than three years of marriage. But if you remember, Meg, she like proposed to him do you remember this there was a lot of darkness around this there was a lot of like rumors and blind items about it being an open marriage about him cheating all the time like like different versions of the same story kind of thing um the source is has said that she decided that she is done they are on very different paths in life jody loves being a mom she also loves working it turned into an unhealthy marriage that made her unhappy they will co-parent their daughter they want her to continue to thrive Oh, everyone having babies with people they don't want to be with. But that um, was, the, I, don't, I don't want to say. That was an oopsie. The thing about Jodie Turner-Smith, the thing about Jodie Turner-Smith is that truly, 
I think she is one of the most beautiful people in Hollywood. Absolutely. I think she is. She is gorgeous. She has never looked bad. She always looks amazing. Her energy, every time I see her speak, incredible. So I'm only led to believe she's not the problem. (laughs) The thing about us, the thing about us, ladies and gentlemen, is that they thems, is that we're always going to be on the side of the woman. <laughs> unless, there is, unless there is hard evidence to the contrary. Okay. Also, Giselle, my question about Jodie Turner-Smith. Well, a yes. question for you. How far are you into sex education? Is she going to be in it? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm a, I just started season three. She's like, in the last today. season. Uh, J- Jemima Kirk showing up on oh, my fucking Oh, yeah, Jemima Kirk screen. and then Dan, Le- Dan Levy Levy is in the last yeah. season. Oh, well. really? Yeah. Did you like the last season? I did. I mean, I watched it all in like one day. Um, yeah, it's like. How do, what are your feelings on sex education? Like, how did you? I loved you, it. I'm I'm halfway through, so like I. It was like I a can big surprise sort of for a... me. Like, I, and I know you were saying this, so the people know this that it's like, and I've heard a lot of people say this that it's like the first few episodes are a, are a slog, and yeah. you have to get through them to get to kind of like the good fun stuff. Um, but. I surprised myself with how much I liked it because like I never I was just kind of like a show I was like oh okay like you know another one of those like teen drama kind of shows that I should watch but like I don't know if I'm like super motivated to watch it necessarily but then when I did watch it I really loved it like really loved it and um it's very good I think it's really good I think I think all of the actors I mean as we know like half the actors were in Barbie um yes and one of them's gonna be the new doctor on Doctor Who very soon. He's so good. He's amazing. He's so He's good. So she, good he in is it. Amazing. He's hysterical. His storyline, amazing. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I. It's very good. And it's like Simone Ashley. I didn't know she was that in the show. Yeah, she's not in anymore though. She's not in four. Oh, got it. Or really in season three? No, no, no. She's not in season four at all. Um, but yeah. she's in season three. I think of it. No, mm-hmm. she's yeah, she's like kind of a main character. Um, it was like a full ensemble ensemble cast, um, but yeah, just like I think like it's gonna produce like a ton of stars, a hundred percent. Absolutely, like, Emma Mackey's a star to me. I love her. Obviously, um, obviously Simone Ashley, you know, like was then the lead of Bridgerton. Like it's just like there's just like so. Much. What's happening with that? When is that returning to us? I feel like maybe soon. Um, Christmas is usually when it comes out. Christmas would be a treat. I would love that. And there's no Emily in Paris this year because Emily in Paris didn't finish filming and they're not starting again until um, February, I think. But Uh. I would love a cheeky season three of Bridgerton at Christmas. That would be so nice. Um, I know. The latest is that The Crown part, final season of Crown. Oh, yes. Oh my god! I need to get my part get on one, my Zoom. November part two, December early December. So right. we could do a Bridgerton moment around the New Year. That would be so amazing. I would love it. I'd be so happy. But we're kind of getting to crunch time, so it might be more. Maybe it'll be more like February, like Valentine's yeah. Day moment. Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> Shonda loves a holiday. Shonda loves. Shonda loves a a Bridgerton drop, and I mean, I still she can't does. get over how popular Queen Charlotte was like uh, I fucking you know I, I loved know, Queen Charlotte but I I knew I was gonna watch it I always knew I was yeah. gonna watch it did I think that many people were gonna watch it because not only is like it just Bridgerton like general fatigue upon us probably yeah. after this next season but the fact that it was a spinoff and a prequel but I loved it I loved I loved what it got I loved it. like the, the attention that it got and all those um all those actors are so again more rising stars we love them all the rising stars i can't wait um but yeah wow excited to see jody she's not like a huge role but she's in it in season four love seeing her face will bring Mm -hmm. me joy um yeah i mean once again she's rich so she'll be i i I wish her happiness (laughs) i think she'll be just fine uh continuing to look beautiful and serve looks (laughs) so uh speaking of serving looks uh (laughs) Another couple has recently emerged from the trenches. This is so stupid. Supposedly. Uh, Gigi Hadid. Well, we have seen photos of them together. Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper loves a model. Loves a, yeah, loves a much younger model. 
Um, loves a much younger model. I mean, the fact that Bradley Cooper dated Suki Waterhouse, like... Another girl who's... <laughs> boring. But also beautiful. <laughs> I love Suki because she's so desperate to be interesting and funny, and she's just so basic yeah. and, and normal. And that's totally fine. Like, you're dating, right, you're dating I, Robert Pattinson, babe. Like, you're good not... Good for you. Good for you. But that doesn't make you, like, quirky. Right. But <laughs> Robert like she... Pattinson is, is traditionally hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. Uh, no, I mean, maybe she, I'm excited to see what she brings to us this I weekend, know, we're going to see her. I'm excited. This thing. <laughs> she's beautiful, though, so good for her. She's going to give us an outfit. The girls love her once again. She's going to give us an outfit. Yeah, she'll give us an outfit for yeah. sure. Which, I, which, you know, famously, I... I'll take anything as long as I get an outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> you know who's gonna? You know who's gonna give us ten outfits, three outfits? Rena Sawyer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Prepare, prepare yourself. I'm ready. Buckle I on. can't wait. Um, but yeah, Gigi Hadid and, Br- and Bradley Cooper are dating. That's really about after it. she was like being rumored to have been dating uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for like months, and him and Bradley Cooper are like friends. So like, what's going on? But now Leo's dating a, a, a new 25-year-old, yes, Victor- right? Yes, Vittoria Soretti. Vittoria. And she is quite literally 25. Everyone's like, wow, good for you, Leo. Insane. Wow. <sighs> These men. And now, and now Bradley's ex, Arena, who's the mom of his baby, is dating Tom Brady. Yes, I have heard this. It's all so silly. It's so silly. Everyone is everyone just, just co-parent everyone with babies like dating each other. Well, that's just as always. we said. It's the thing they don't we have to worry about the monetary issues or monetary um, side effects of having a child, so they can just have a child with whoever and be like, yeah, sure, we'll co-parent. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm very happy. You saw that Ariana Grande and Dalton reached an agreement in their divorce. Yeah, and then did you see he was he was kissing that model Maya something who used to date Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, really? At least I think that's who it is. He was, but it's like, why was Dumois posting this, like, clearly state? Dumois is so embarrassing. Also, he's not famous. Oh, no, sorry. I, I'm, I'm wrong. Joe Keery is still, oh, wait, to 2023. Yes, yes. Joe Keery dating this, dated this girl for six years. And then recently, she was literally last week spotted kissing Dalton Gomez at some, like, L.A. spot. Dalton Gomez, you are not famous. You will never be famous. Like, you will never, you weren't famous before. So why you weren't would you famous. Be, and you didn't become famous during your marriage to Ariana Grande, so why would you be famous now? And you broke up with Ariana Grande because you said you didn't want to be famous. Quite literally. It's all so just... Oh, embarrassing. They're all so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. But what are you going to do? And Sophie and Joe have reached a custody settlement. Honestly, this is like the most like in a while, I feel like this is kind of like custody battle. Like we were saying, like celebs will just have kids with each other and then like break up and then they like co-parent. But clearly like... Clearly the Joe and Sophie thing, like, cuts deep, I think. It's not just, like, a... Obviously was not just, like, a casual arrangement. But also, like... And I know we're always on the side of the woman, unless presented with hard evidence, but Sophie posting that Insta story of the Fearless bracelet and then deleting it, like, ten minutes later... Wild. Is so, like, 27 years old. <laughs> no, I know. It's so, like... <laughs> so, like, something I would do if I were famous and going through a divorce. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Sophie is nothing but a 27-year-old teenage nothing girl if not with two kids. Quite literally. Being a literal teen mom, like, please. Absolutely. Um, so that was funny, though. I was like, okay, Sophie, like, we see, we see what you're doing here. Yeah. I saw that the Jonas Brothers, like, canceled some shows, though, this month. Oh, yeah. really? So Nick Jonas is his blood pressure through the fucking roof. Absolutely Can I beside say? himself. I'm, for our own sakes, for our wallet sakes, for our own mental health and happiness sakes, 
I'm so fucking happy we saw them before this all came out. <laughs> Truly. I'm so happy we got to experience joy in that moment right. before it was before it came crashing Quite literally, down. Literally, we saw them the night after Sophie went to the concert. So they were yes. still together at that point, reportedly, yes. allegedly, all that all that stuff. And I guess finally yeah. to to wrap up our our exciting, riveting <laughs> topics. Um the Kardashians are back in full effect, in full force. And I know there's been a time on this podcast that we said we would never talk about them again. But also, like, once again, everything I've learned about them has been against my will. Yeah. So, <laughs> and now, because it was already getting forced down my throat against my will, I've just chosen to make it of my will. Right. I think there's 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 a point you get to where it's like, I put my hands up and I say, they got me, right? Like, they they put me in they a chokehold. Um and it was a genius little bit of marketing to leak very. or whatever they did post the first six minutes of that premiere episode of the new season, which, like, they're on season four already somehow. It's just been, like, a never- I don't even know how. Never-ending Like, nothing has happened, but, like, season four. They, like, run for, like, two months, and then they're off for three months, and then they run for two months. It's just, like... Yeah. Because they posted that whole clip of Courtney and Kim- yelling at each other, talking on the phone, and, like, very dark. Like, very dark vibes, very, like, upsetting no, sinister. and sinister. And, like, you know, Giselle and I can't relate because we don't have siblings, right? We didn't grow up with right. siblings. So I do – I have seen people on the internet be like, this is just what it's like to have sisters. I don't know how many of our listeners agree with that. I think, you know, obviously – relationships with siblings like vary by family by by age difference by whatever um but this is like really dark like very dark and sad and it just seems like there is like a lot of hurt under there i think it's being used to promote the show and that's their prerogative and it's making them money because then i'm sure people tuned in to watch the show and watch the entire episode after that clip which was full of a bunch of nothing (laughs) a bunch of them um Chloe, a guacamole making contest. A guacamole making contest. Chloe being afraid of whales, which was completely fake. Like, right. Giving acting, but bad acting. Um, <laughs> and then like at the end, they brought up Courtney again, like very strategically. And Corey and Chris just being there, and like they went to you know they went to Mexico or whatever. But the thing about it is, is that I I did watch every second of the episode. I haven't watched the next one yet, but I probably will. If we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched, I did watch episode two and it really has to do with Tristan and, and court or Chloe, which is, you know, a continuous theme in these, in these episodes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing that they've done with this new era of the Kardashians is like, it's the Chloe sympathizer train. Like they right. have given Chloe the redemption arc of a lifetime. Not that, I just feel like she f- did get a wrap up for a while of like being rude and like kind of being mean and like yeah. people like weren't in- into her, which is why now her image is like Chloe cares for everyone. She's like the sister keeping everyone together. Right. Like she's the glue, like she cares and like she's helping mother everyone's children and yada yada. Right. And this definitely shows in this episode. So I mean, the thing that, as I said before with the Hailey Bieber of it all and the Kardashians, like, it is sometimes refreshing to watch people that exist in the world that you don't like. They don't live in our they world. Don't. Like they literally like could not be farther from like this reality. Uh, and sometimes when I'm like, everything feels so heavy to watch them live their ridiculous life. I'm like, this is 30 minutes. Actually, are they an hour? I think they are an hour with ads probably. Yeah. This is an hour of my life that I can completely unplug. And I have appreciated off. that. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean like, what came out of it was that like Prince's mom's sister or whatever, like Tristan's other kid, was like yeah. he's not paying child support, like he's not he's not doing right. his duty and whatever. And it's like the Kardashians really like do tell on themselves over and over and over again because it's like you could just see like the minute that like the Travis situation was like untenable for Kylie in terms of like bad PR, he was gone. Yeah, gone. Kicked to the curb. Same with Lamar. And they brought Lamar back in when it was, like, you know, a good idea to, like, show empathy for him, right? And this is the same thing with Tristan. It's, like, his mom died. He's taking care of his brother with special needs. And it's, like, oh, you know, look at us being that was the so whole giving and, like, open to this man who's, like, hurt Chloe so many times. Right. You know, 
or whatever. And now it's like, oh, actually, though, no, like, he's still just, like, a piece of shit. And, like, you're just protecting him and you're just, like, trying to, like, feed this narrative that you guys are, like, these good, you know, caring people and whatever. Right. The whole episode was that and then uh, Kim going to Harvard to give talks about skins and then trying to get that man out of jail. Like, that was the whole episode. So, like, of course, obviously, like, they're feeding the narrative, like, we we know that nothing on that show is real. Yeah, like, absolutely. Obviously, but, like, Hulu edits well. Absolutely. It is edited very well, I will say. Like, much better than absolutely. Keeping Up. It's absolutely. half the appeal of the show, because it's just so aesthetically nice. It's, right. <laughs> it's just, like, into my brain, yeah. like, in one ear, not the like other. Smooth, and I'm like, truly smooth brain. I'm like, oh, amazing. <laughs> it's, like, so nice. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, that's that's really that's really yeah. it. Are you watching Survivor tonight? Meg? I will be watching Survivor tonight. I cannot wait for I our 90 minute wait. episode. Um, I voted. Yes, me too. We're in a fantasy Survivor league and um, we're having fun with it. It'll be it'll be fun. It it's fun. more fun as it goes along and you start to get to know the people more. But I will say about the season of Survivor and if people haven't tuned in yet, they should. Um it's 90 minute episodes every week and that is such a fucking game changer because I feel like I know everyone even the people on the tribes that we haven't sat with for a while so like loving it keep it coming Jeff Probst you're hot like amazing we love you Um, you know what I'm not watching though Giselle is Loki season 2 I know me either and I also have it even dabbled into Wheel of Time season 2 oh me neither and I'm worried about that I, I feel like maybe I should because I'm well, that that might actually get canceled if people don't watch it. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, like once again, like I know no one can do promo, but I actually feel like the network didn't do promo. Like there has been no promo for this show. I think they probably want it to get canceled, to be honest, because <laughs> it's probably fucking expensive. Yeah, and like it's not Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> yeah. Sad. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't even. I haven't even clicked, tapped in to Loki season yeah. two at all. I think. What was the last one we had? Oh, fuck. Secret Invasion. God. Yeah, wow. That was such a letdown. That was bad. But also, just how, like, uh, the Marvels comes out in, like, a month, so we should probably find a day for us to go see it. We should. We have to We have to do some support. For yeah, that. for the girls. For, for Nia, support the girls. For the girls. For Nia DaCosta alone, honestly. Yeah. Like, please. Um, but, yeah. Oh, everyone... It's just a journey it's we're a on journey. together. And hope you turned your brain together. off the way we do when we watch the Kardashians and just literally to us talk about this bullshit. But it brings we us hope joy. you enjoyed. Uh, next week will be a very, of course, fun episode because we'll have so we'll, many we'll stories. so many anecdotes to talk about. We'll have so many things to speak about. A review of ACL. It'll be very fun. I can't wait. I'm like literally I absolutely living, can't wait. living for it. Living for. Living for the weekend, quite literally. Me, like, literally, like, a five-year-old about to have Christmas. Like, two more sleeps. Like, literally, two more sleeps. Yay! But, yes, we love you all so much. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And recently, people have been sending us fun fun things based on what we talked about during the episode. So keep going. Keep it, keep it up. It's fun. Uh, love you all. Most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.